0: Welcome to FM Thoughts, a podcast about football manager thoughts. I am JM Thoughts, and I'm joined today by Game Legend. How are you doing?
1: I'm not too bad, Jan. How are you?
0: I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's quite late. We're recording. So there's always a risk that Frank will be running around screaming in the background, but uh, otherwise, I think (laughs) we'll be good. Uh, Hopefully, no cat disturbances this time. So, Game Legend, you are a Twitch football manager streamer. And, uh, you've, I mean, you've just up- uploaded a match day vlog today, so you've thrown me off there. I don't know. Are you also a Matchday vlogger now? <laughs>
1: um, it was just because of the... I've, I've always fancied doing it, and I thought the weekend that I did it, which was last weekend on the Saturday, was a good idea to do it. So, got me dad to come along with us. I think it was me dad's birthday present, so... Um, and just filmed the game and going around with stuff, so... I've got a video going out tomorrow as well, so yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, you are known by many names. Um, Game Legend is your handle. Uh, if you hear me slipping into referring to, to uh, our <laughs> illustrious guest as Gammy, or what other names do you sometimes get?
1: Gammy is the other one. Right, which is just like a short version. Yeah, um, yeah. There is there is other stuff, but we won't go into that. But... Yeah, we're keeping but...
0: it family friendly.
1: I think I've been called anything once because. I literally said to one guy, just call me anything, and that's stuck with him. So, I, like I say, by my Twitch handle, I've got many names, but I do stream on Twitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go with that. And you've been streaming, this year, an Icelandic save. Tell us about your Football Manager save.
1: So, I was struggling for ideas to come up with a save for FM23. It was I was having a bit of a difficulty. And yourself and uh, Neil, who's a friend of the channel as well as yours, did suggest Iceland. And I took the plunge on it, and I decided to go with the team called IBV. And the interesting thing about IBV is they're an island on just off the coast of Iceland. And they haven't really had much success in terms of recent years. And also they've had some like famous ex-Premier League players play there. They had like David James and I think it was... Herman Haridison used to play for Portsmouth oh yeah might be wrong he was the manager when I came in but I mean originally it was it was going to be sort of like a build a nation save but it sort of hasn't delved into that and it's more of like making them the best team in Iceland whereas now with the save I think we're what like 10 seasons in if I'm not mistaken maybe 12 and yeah like now now we're at the top and trying to basically go into the improving the nation and improving the other clubs and maybe just improve the quality of the team, but it's been a it's it's been a long haul save. I do tend to do these quite difficult saves in terms of the grind and stuff
0: like that. So One of the interesting things about this save is you so you, you kinda of went in thinking it was Build a Nation and then you were thinking maybe not, but now you're back in I happen to know that you've had a few ups and downs with this save. Uh, <laughs> you you were very close to quitting at one point because it didn't really go to plan, did it? Do you want to tell us more about that? No. Nah.
1: Yeah. So first season we got Europe, and I was employing myself to play free at the back. And then the season after it went horribly wrong, and I ended up getting relegated. And I think we also missed out on a on the uh, FA Cup in Iceland as well. And I didn't really grasp until maybe the third or fourth season that three at the back in Iceland was just not working. So it took me a while to get around and I think one of the main things about FM this year is the importance of a defensive midfielder. And I ended up going back with 4-3-3. Three, three. I think that changed it for me because there was a time where I think we got into the second or third season and I just I think we'd lost the playoffs against Selfross. Ross. I just went I'm not enjoying this anymore. I, I I think either we go to another Icelandic club or we just completely stop the save. But for some reason, I just decided to plow along for that one more season, and we did get a bit did get back at the uh, the big time, which is the Pepsi Max, Dalian <laughs> League, the best sponsor of a, of a of a football league in my opinion in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, we got back at the big time, and then we we've had as you, as you know, we've had uh, a lot more success in recent years. Those first four or five years of pain slash start of start of start successfully and then back into pain and then back into the big time so
0: it's not often that you start with a club get into europe then you find yourself relegated and then not no. bouncing back like that's a very rare experience um and it's interesting that you push through that because it, it yeah it must I mean, does it make things feel a bit sweeter now
1: yeah definitely because Like, I think we were prioritising in that second season, like the Conference League, and I don't know if you know in Iceland or anybody who's listening, but all of the clubs start as semi-professional, and I think we're in the 12th season now, and we've made it a professional status. I think we're the only... We were joint uh, professional with a club called Vigenga, but they haven't had the greatest of successes in Europe, and um, we are the only professional club now which makes me quite proud, but I think it's something that I need to try and improve in the last, maybe one or two seasons that we've probably got left of IBV in terms of trying to improve the nation
0: as a whole, rather than just me. It's a, it's a funky little league. Do you want to tell us a little bit yeah. about how it works?
1: So I think it's updated, but for the, the one that I'm in at the moment, so there's 12 teams and you play each other twice, as you usually would, and it's literally 22 games to decide who wins the league and then you've also got another league which is the I can't remember the name off the top of my head but it's a certain league and you only have one automatic promotion in that and I think it's three or four playoff games and we we got the we got the league in, I think the fourth season via the playoffs I mean it was painful it was a painful experience. But the problem with Iceland and probably the problem with a nation like Iceland is if you win the league you go straight into a qualifier for Europe or Conference League, Europa League. And it's sort of not the end of the, the phase where you where you go straight into Europe and you know, you get all the European money. It's you have to still slog on and slog on. And it's running from February to I think it's I think it's september but if you get europe you get the october november december games in europe so if you kind of like a, a january to december league that's your sort of and you want to maybe go for something that's not in south america or any other sort of leagues around the world or you want to try europe give iceland a go the only thing i would say though is my main pet peeve two things with the icelandic league that i've got a little bit of a pet peeve with one, I can only get 25 numbers for for football players, so I'm having to change numbers every game, which irritates the life out of me. And then the transfer windows are just really weirded out. I think one of them starts in February, and then you've got the summer window in July, and it just it doesn't work well. So mm. if the Icelandic, if the Icelandic Premier League could improve that, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> it's just just another challenge, I guess. If uh, <laughs> people enjoy the craziness of it. It's, it's such a tiny country, though, isn't it? Like, m- m- most of the teams are based in the capital of Reykjavik and they all share, yeah. share the same stadiums, don't they? You've got about
1: you've got about three or four teams that share the same, same stadium. Like, I think, for example, like Weidinger, um which is the big team, and then Field I'm not sure about KR or KA, but you've definitely got, like, three or four teams sharing maybe one or two stadiums in, in the capital. So it's 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 very condensed, but the the good thing I think about the the league is as well is that you've got a lot of although it's sort of condensed in Reykjavik, there's a lot of teams around the country like IBV, but I think IBV's the most unique location. I want to say. Mm. Excuse if, me.
0: If you Google it, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so yeah. it's crazy. It's like just this I'd, like I'd, rock I'd, in the ocean with a football stadium on it.
1: I'd I'd, I'd love to go and visit it. I'd love to go to visit zoo one time.
0: Beautiful place, sure. Iceland. Yeah. And you're you're nailing the pronunciations with that Geordie as well. It's that Viking, <laughs> the Viking, the Viking roots, obviously helping you. Out. I don't
1: usually nail pronunciations or
0: general English, so I'll take that. <laughs> that was was it? What was the other t- the other big team? F- Falkir? F- Falkir? F- Falkir? Yeah, I
1: couldn't pronounce that. <laughs> and then there's also a team called Four that I've been calling Poor for the last twelve months. <laughs> absolutely uh,
0: a few of us who were involved in the in the Jaffa briefly did us a, a network save in, in Iceland as well the season before I think it's one of the reasons we recommended it to you was sort of saying oh, we'd had a bit of fun there but it is not for the faint hearted and y- you do like a challenge because your, your save in the previous FM was not particularly straightforward either was it
1: no no um, I did I did Red Star in Paris so for anyone who doesn't know them they're probably i'd arguably say they're the third team in paris but somebody will probably come and quote me and say they're not it's this team but um yeah so the challenge was to try and i always wanted to go back to france because i did a team in fm20 called nimes olympic and i loved the save and i loved i love the i love the french league and i've i've made myself a commitment now that every year or two or every every two years i'll be doing a save probably not on Twitch or YouTube but like offline in France cuz I do like the league it's a really fun league if you obviously if you look past PSG but yeah anyway going back on topic for a second there yeah the goal basically was to make red star the best team in paris and it took us just like this one it took us about 10 seasons i mean i think we ended up eventually getting into the league on but that wasn't half the problem it was just trying to compete with them on a regular basis and then the, all the other teams because you've obviously got Paris FC and then PSG, but then you've also got the big teams like Lyon and Rennes, and I could go on with a, a list of French clubs, but I won't. But yeah, I think that was that was another save where I sort of, not necessarily give up, but I would have loved the feature, uh, continue it, if you know what I mean, which is going on in, in the next FM. Mm. Just because I, I, I just got to a stage where I'd beaten them, at, beaten PSG in the league, and then I think the season before we came second or third or fourth, I can't remember off the top of my head. And we'd lost to Liverpool in the Champions League final and it was devastating because it was like a last minute winner for Liverpool. And we could have won the Champions League and been on par with PSG when they'd won the Champions League in the in the save. But it was a really fun save. I enjoy it. If you've never managed in France, you should give it a go. It's, it's a fun nation to do.
0: How, how does it compare managing a tiny team? I mean, let's think about a lot of people do non-league teams in England. Let's do a comparison mm. between a tiny team in a foreign country and taking them all the way to the top of what is a fairly established league versus taking a team that's a little bit further behind, but not, you know, the gap between Vikinga and IBV is not as much as Red Star in Paris. But the league obviously is then a lot worse yeah, how do those two compare for you? Are they are they just different? Do you prefer one or the other? I
1: think for the challenge, it would probably be Iceland, but sort of the enjoyment was Red Star. The big difference you're going to have in Iceland compared to something like a, a non-league club is, okay, with Iceland, you're in the top two leagues, um, but you're not going to get the same amount of resources in terms of money as a non-league club making it through... Or like a red star making it through the leagues and then casually getting you know the increase in finances the european money the tv money you you just don't get that in iceland unless you're in the champions league or in the europa league or the conference or if at least you're making the qualifiers because the fact that you're not getting in directly is also a problem but once you actually get to a league stage Of one of the three competitions, you're pretty much in paradise. Like, we made the Champions League last year, i said to myself, and I said to a few other guys, we're sorted now. I think we, I think you get 12 million or something, and that'll be completely minor as somebody who's maybe managing in the Prem or another top five league. But, But Iceland, it's like we're sorted for three years now. We we don't have to worry about wages or. You know we can improve facilities and stuff like that and we're slowly getting to a stage now where we've made the champions league twice in a row it's so it's sort of on the phase of now we're starting to go like yeah let's maybe start developing our team better and then help try and develop the, the
0: other clubs in the league better as well you're kind of looking to use that champions league money to help help the other clubs and uh presumably though i mean Am I right in saying that your previous season you you won everything, so you feel like you've almost completed the domestic side of this game?
1: Uh, yeah, we we've achieved it this season. Um, so last season, I think we missed out. The one trophy we missed out on was the Iceland FA Cup, and it was just just constantly either getting beat off, be, beating penalties in that, or one nil wins. Like I remember the season we went down. I think we could have won the won the FA Cup. In Iceland, but lost to a one-nil in extra time, and it was like I didn't want to. I didn't want to say like necessarily like that would that sent us down, but it, it did not help at all um, with the morale. But um, but yeah, it was it was nice to finally get that sort of quadruple, and it sort of made me go like right, okay, we're at a stage now where we're financially secure, we're making Europe, let's try and sign some more foreign players because. As you know, GM, we're, we're trying. I was trying specifically in the save, because I always like to try and make stuff harder for me. I'm not a one that um a one that likes to make things easier, if you know what I mean. And I always like to try and challenge myself. But I always wanted with the save to try and increase or improve the Icelandic players coming through. So it was more of a case of like having a majority of the team be Icelandic, and only a small portion be foreigners. But I think. We're looking to change
0: that now. So you were trying to, to to take your time, win domestically, but now is 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 there a sense that you're at that stage where, in order to help the league, at the rest of the league, you know, you need to be bringing in players to loan out and increasing the competition in the hmm. league and making sure that you you know get that Champions League football to trickle that down to the rest of the league. Is that the rationale between bringing in more foreign players?
1: Yeah, mainly. I mean, I think now we're at a stage where we've got probably the best team in Iceland. And it's a case of, I don't want to say the league is a whole in the park, but this year we, we, are, we have dominated it from the start. I think we've only lost one game in the league. And I've, I've kept it to myself that it would be six players until we, we won the eventual quadruple, and we have. So I think now is a case of, if we're going to sign players from Icelandic clubs that are Icelandic, we might have to play top dollar for them or above market value and then look to bring in foreign players because you've got the rule in scandinavia i know iceland's not scandinavia but where you have to have i think it's the eight for eight the eight icelandic players from your from your youth academy and then eight icelandic players overall but i think we can sort of mush that around now and sort of bring foreign players in i mean the youth intakes as you know is since you've since you've watched me GM aren't great in Iceland and they certainly haven't been great for me so it's it's a lot being the case of bringing the players in from other Icelandic clubs but maybe being a bit cheaty and signing them on a free or trying to haggle them and now I think it's a case of like yeah we've got the money so we're going to pay for you so what we need to do is probably pay and make sure that they are getting the funds that they need to improve so they do well in Europe as well as us.
0: In the last Football Manager, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) FM22, Iceland produced quite a lot of good youth players. Has that that changed in FM23? I know that the Ah. Icelandic Football Federation has been having (laughs) some drama. Um, I don't know if that's carried over into FM, because I always felt the youth intakes were pretty good in Iceland.
1: I don't know, because there's certain teams like you, I think you've got to take I don't know if FM takes this into account but we're a small team on an island just outside of Iceland. I don't know if FM takes it into account location because I think you'll definitely get a lot of players coming through in the likes of like Reykjavik and the major cities but it may be quite hard to get world class Icelandic players from a small island just off the coast of Iceland so Maybe that has something to do with it. But, I mean, we've had some decent players come through. Um, I mean, I remember one guy who was Northern Irish in my first in- intake, and he was he became Icelandic, so we got him for dual nationality, but he was one I kept around for a very long time. Probably sentimental and probably one of the mistakes I made early on. But I needed, I needed quality players and I needed foreign players so, to try and uh, sell foreign players to make money. So... Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know when it comes to the youth intakes, because there's certain clubs that do produce very good youth intakes, and as a joke for me, I feel like that they're my sort of like second youth team in a way. Yeah. I think IA, IA are prime examples,
0: yeah. Well, for those that don't know, there are like a whole range of background factors that affect the youth intake, so um, I think p- people tend to look at the youth recruitment and the youth facilities, but the youth facilities yeah. is just like the quality like how far along that potential ability they are when you get them and then the youth intake is a factor but uh, in the back end of football manager there's also you know like it knows the population of the town that you're based in you've got that um appeal rating like how appealing it is to live in that place you've got like the game importance like how important is is the sport to the country, the population of the country, the quality of the FA? So, I guess it might be possible that <laughs> the game is like, ain't no, ain't nobody's coming through playing football on this island off the coast of an <laughs> island in the middle of the ocean. Um, yeah. So that maybe. might be your downfall, but um, yeah, you gotta gotta collar them at the uh, plane in uh, Kef- <laughs> Keflavik and uh, get them in, get them over. Maybe
1: maybe maybe we should do what um. Newcastle did it when they were signing loads of French players, and have somebody at the French embassy for Icelandic players, or somebody in Reykjavik for Icelandic players coming through, and we just have a like a nice little shop <laughs> that sells like IBV trinkets and
0: IBV posters and
1: stuff like that to try and convince them to oh, come and play in our youth academy.
0: You to get an affiliation with their, with some of the country <laughs> and steal all their stuff. I mean, remember when we were looking at Iceland? There is. Is, there is one of the clubs has an affiliation with a very strange thing. Is it like mm. a football club in Uganda or something like that? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the team, but I think... it's definitely a club that's got
0: They're like
1: affiliation with Uganda. Yeah,
0: and um, yeah, it's a bit.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's the I way. I mean, interestingly enough, Jim. Like I've noticed, like a lot of the clubs seem to have got. Like, I'm sure one of the clubs, HK, has got an affiliate with West Brom, and that has to be one of the most random affiliates probably seen in the game like there are some random affiliates with icelandic clubs i mean we had we had an affiliates with uh with Deportivo and Espanol, and the problem that happened was we get a new chairman every year because of the elections that's another problem as well in iceland so you might not get like massive takeovers in iceland and he got rid of them completely and since then i've not been able to get a senior affiliate yeah yeah
0: no i remember when when I was in Iceland, like, as I say, for the network save briefly last year, the amount of times that you ask for a senior affiliate and you, you just don't get one, it just doesn't happen. Mm. And I was begging for one when I was doing Basel Black Stars in Switzerland, it would have been so useful in the second tier of Switzerland and that, like that. And I just did a punt, clicked the button, and uh, like a week later, they came back and said, we found you a senior affiliate. Uh, how would you feel about Atletico Madrid? They'll let us <laughs> loan players for free and they'll pay us half a million a year and I was just like yeah it's fine (laughs) but but also a bit of me was like oh why did I get this on a network save that's only lasting a season like you know maybe we should have continued it can you imagine like how transformational that would be for Icelandic football to have a a senior a senior affiliate paying you loads of money giving you loans ridiculous that's, that's what I need but but then yeah, I think it might have got cancelled because they yeah they just the director changes. Do you ha- have you come afoul of the weird merged youth teams in in Iceland? Has that not been a problem?
1: Oh God, yeah, I'm not a fan of the youth teams in Iceland.
0: Yeah, like another thing
1: to go on with it with a semi-professional thing. So like in England, you would have a reserve and under nineteen team, right? In Iceland, you don't have that. You've got literally an under nineteen team. And especially if you're semi-professional, there's nothing you can do with that team. So it's only when you become professional <laughs> that you can actually get an under-19 team to develop your youth academy. So bear that in mind if you're thinking about doing an Iceland save.
0: They're sort of there, it's aren't cool. they? The players are sort, They're of, sort there. of there. Yeah. They sort of play in this weird league, but they, you don't really have mm. control over them, do you?
1: Yeah. And the weird thing is as well, especially since we're in Europe now the under 19 squad they play in the champions league but the the squad that you mentioned where they sort of share it they still play in the league but they don't play in the champions league right so it's really weird
0: cuz they have like like yeah that this weird under 19s league where some of the teams are like i guess because it's semi pro there's not many p- people in Iceland mm-hmm. like so you'll have like the senior teams will be like ibv Viking or whatever, but then you might have the like IBV Vikinger combined youth team playing in the yeah, league yeah. with another youth team that's like you know Valor combined with Keflavik or whatever. And so you're saying that they're playing in that weird league, but then some of them all go off and play in the Champions League under 19s as well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy.
1: Um, and as well, I think there's also I can't, I think it was Breidablik, and they start off with four. Of those half teams, so they get a lot of decent youth intakes. I think, well, not youth intakes, but youth players coming through because they've got that many under nineteen squads. Absolutely. I think there's like, I think sorry, Jeremy. I think there's like, there's there's four leagues of under nineteen
0: squads, and they've got four teams, in, so it's mad. Absolute madness. But overall, would you recommend Iceland? Is it is it is the oh, madness? definitely.
1: Definitely. Like I'm i don't know if this comes across but i'm not one of these people that likes to do easy saves or like usual sort of and i haven't got any problem with people doing huge clubs main saves you know but for me that just doesn't interest me and i was i was struggling quite a bit to come up with a team to do this year to be honest and i'm glad you and and yourself and neil recommended the uh, save because it's it's definitely been a grind but one thing that I'm enjoying now is to see the efforts sort of pay off, mm. and I think you'll get that in Iceland. Maybe if you want to, uh, if I can recommend a, a squad to, to to your listeners, maybe if you want to try someone who, you know, you might get professionalism quite quick, Vikinger or, like I said, Breidablik. I mean, because they've got the the better facilities or the better teams, rather than an IBV. But if you want to challenge yourself, go ahead. I'd yeah. definitely yeah but I'd definitely give it a go like it's it's definitely out of the box it's not a it's not your sort of standard save and I mean if you're looking for a short season as well I think they've upgraded it in the in the in the most recent update so instead of 22 games it's 27 and it splits into like a league between like a Denmark sort of style league where it splits into like a promotional okay. relegation sort of thing
0: that's quite fun so, they also have that pre-season cup thing don't they as well
1: Oh yeah, that was, um, I always, it always, uh, the League Cup, it always reminds me of, um, have you ever
0: played in Scotland and done the, it's not called it anymore, but the Tunnix Cup? Premier Sports Cup, I believe. That's it. Got the semi, always, semi-final of that on my next stream, so. <laughs>
1: it's, 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 it's always been the Tunnix Cup to me. But yeah, it, it's a bit like that where you play pretty much the 22 teams and you play each other once five games against five teams and then you got a semi-final and a final. But that was a really annoying tournament for about, I think, five seasons. Five seasons and then we ended up winning it and I was like, oh my god, we've won it. Finally. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I was just going to say it's becoming a regular occurrence now. So
0: So, if people want to follow along with your Icelandic adventure, what is the best way to do that? So
1: you can follow me on Twitch and it's Game Legend with 3Ds because Game legend with one D is taken. I'm also on Twitter with the same handle, and I'm also on YouTube. I haven't, I haven't got any content in terms of FM on there. But as Jim mentioned earlier, I've started doing a vlog. But I am looking to potentially dig into it in terms of not this FM, but potentially uh, the next FM. So, if you if you're interested, please do consider giving us a, a follow or a like or whatever you, whatever it is now. What? um over there.
0: Lovely, and I'm sure we'll have you back on uh, in the next FM to hear you, your your next adventure.
1: Yeah, I'd be delighted to come back, GM. Thank you very much for having us on.
0: No, no worries. Thank you, and uh, there you go. There's there's Gammy, game legend, with uh, his uh, his rundown of Iceland for you. Thank you very much. game legend there giving us a rundown on Iceland and what a fun little league it is. If you've managed in a league like Iceland, maybe you've managed in Iceland itself, let us know, give us a give us a feedback, give us a review and let us know how it went. Did you have as much of a struggle as Gammy did? Have you conquered the heights and won the quadruple like Gammy did in the end? We'll be back next week with another guest sharing their football manager thoughts and if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can always tweet me at Jamthoughts on Twitter or hop on to the streams, twitch.tv slash Jamthoughts. Of course, check out Game Legend, twitch.tv slash Game Legend with a double D and triple D. He's a triple D, man, with a triple D. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Otherwise, nothing left to say other than thank you so much again for listening and go well, friends.